Hey everyone, it's Mark Stevenson from Cold Essie. Thanks for listening to the CAS podcast. Now this podcast went a little long, so we decided to break it up into two pieces. Make sure that you listen to both episodes 64 and 65 to get a complete picture of the points that we're trying to get across. Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 64, I think, 64 of the Custom wow. Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is still Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. And today's podcast is uh, this is why well this is why I'm broke. This is why you're broke. Yes. And we're talking about budgeting. Yeah. Right? It, it was it was really kind of interesting in the in the first of all, the reason that that I, I, I had an idea okay. of, of doing like the business finance mm-hmm. kind of a podcast. Because uh, one of our great customers on DTG, and I mean, he's a member of the Custom Apparel Startups Group, uh, Shelby Craig, um, he uh, he talked about this book called Profit First, and um, and it's a great book by Michael McCallowitz, and I'll put the the name in the show notes, and and he's got a unique view on business finance, and right around that time, I know that you were also talk talking about what you're doing as far as personal finance goes. Yeah, so I had um, I'd heard about this uh, this company a while back who has a finance app, and then I listened to a lot of audiobooks, and uh, and I had stumbled on that the, the, the owner, the developer of this software, of this company, he okay. wrote a book about it, about his financial plan called You Need a Budget. So people listening might hear both of these things. So first of all, like... Please don't turn off this podcast because it's going to be about a lot of boring money stuff. And you've tried budgeting and it's it, it doesn't work unless you're an right. accountant. Like these methods that we're talking about here that are from from these two these two different people that wrote yep. two different books have written things that uh, if you agree with me that anybody can do and it's and it's not that hard of concepts at all, right? And it'll they're it'll, easy. It'll make a difference. Now, first of all, uh, Mark Thiel and I are are we really are experts on a lot of things. If you want to ask us about Facebook advertising, uh, Google ads, marketing, website design, uh, video production, podcast, perfectly comfortable saying that you know what you should follow our advice. We're pretty good at that. Yeah. Now this we are we're in a lot of ways just like you. So we found a couple of great sources for some great information, and we want to talk about them with you because they they strike a chord with us. You know, um, we hear about people on the CS group and out in in the small business community that that have real financial problems, right? They're they're not profitable and they don't know why, or they come down to needing uh, uh, another couple of liters of white ink and they don't have enough money in the bank. Uh, they've been working in a business part-time for a while, and they're just not able to pay themselves. Or, um, like, for example, the, the, uh, the guy, Michael McCallowitz, that wrote 
wrote the Profit First book, he's built entire multi-million dollar businesses and never shown a profit for it. So you may be the same. You may be working 40 hours a week or 60 or 80 or 90 hours a week. And at the end of the year, after you paid your salary and your, if you're lucky, and your taxes, you know, you don't have anything left over in the bank to, um, to show for it. So, so from, from a business perspective, that means you didn't make any profit. By the same token, on the personal side, you may be getting money in from your business and it's running and you do have money left over in the bank, or theoretically you do, but you can't find it because it's all eaten up in your regular personal expenses. What got me thinking about this and into all this, as you mentioned, yeah. is, um, and you mentioned we're not experts and, and on it necessarily, is that Mark and I, when we're discussing uh, the customer apparel startups group, right? We're, we talk about the group. We talk about um, our customers. We start looking at things that are trends, all this stuff, right? Yeah. We're talking business all the time. And and we begin to relate to our personal um, struggles in, yeah. in our own lives, yeah. our customer struggles in our own lives. And then we realize, you know, if I work on fixing this one struggle in my life, or something I want to get better on, or just a hobby I like yeah. to study, that that relates a lot to the same customers. Our, our customers. We're in the same boat. We're in, in the same a lot boat. of cases. And, of cases. and it's the same thing that, that we do with our friends, mm -hmm. right? Like if, if you, um, you know, if you have a good friend of yours that you just talk about everything with, and yep. you start learning all this really cool stuff about cooking, yeah. you know, how to cook this one particular, you know, food. So what do you do? You just tell your friend about it. Why? Because he eats. Yeah, guess, that's right. right. Um, so that's, I think that's what we're doing today here too, is it we're is. taking something and we're sharing something with you. Um, and also when we're talking about um, the YNAB philosophy yeah uh, which is the which is you need a budget yeah right why nab well, you need a budget so when we're talking about the why philosophy and we're talking about the profit, profit first. first um so when we're talking about these two things um it does not first of all um neither of these people are paying us right okay so i'm uh, i'm not going to tell you to buy anything from them or not yeah okay um I'm also not going to say that either of these two things are flawless or perfect because it's not my what I do for a living. Right. Okay. And really the importance of why you should maybe read both of these books or not yeah. um, is has to do with something I believe I mentioned before. And I know I've at least told you more. Okay. But um, I had read about um, someone had said, uh, what's the best parenting book? Do you know if mm -hmm. you remember this story? What's the best parenting book? And it's like, you can get this method says you should do this with your kid. And this right. says you should, you know, more discipline. And this one says it should be more like your friends. Yeah. And this one says, you know, blah, 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 blah. All these things. There are a hundred different philosophies. And the point is, is, is that if you're willing to pick up a parenting book and read it, yeah. Then a, you're a better you're parent. A better parent. Yeah. If you're willing to pick up books on financing, even if it's neither of these two, yeah. you're going to help to get yourself to it better because it becomes in the forefront of your mind. Yes. And also you can read a book like the You Need a, a Budget book and you can read the Profit First book and maybe you read two or three other books. There's yeah. a, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You we, we've talked about the E-Myth and buying customers. Yeah. There's a ton. Yeah. If you read all of them, what I the way I see it is it's similar to a very good mechanic, a very good mechanic, and and I relate to this because I worked in auto parts when I was younger. Okay, somebody brings me something 
that's from a vehicle I've never seen before, right? I've never seen this vehicle before. I have no clue what it's from. He didn't tell me what it was. It looks really weird. But because I've seen hundreds or thousands of starter motors, yeah. I know it's a starter motor. Right. It's why um, children can, you can hand draw a really bad picture of a dog and a two-year-old will be like, doggy. Right. Your, your brain starts to put all this stuff together in a way that's good for you. Um, and the other thing is, is, is I believe he mentioned it um, either on a podcast or, or Jesse Meckham. Uh, um, that's M-E-C-H-A-M. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. right. I tried to look it up. I didn't find the right answer. But anyway, <laughs> um, but the, the point being is that um, some of these financial methods, you're going to read this. You, you're going to read, say this, uh, you need a budget book and just be like, I, I don't want to do that. Right. Right. And you, or you might read um, another one of these philosophies and say, that's, that's weakness. Yeah. That's annoying to me. Um, you might read another, you might, or you might read the, you need a budget and the profit for it and say, this is like, this I makes sense. It. Yeah. Like, this is how I think. So start thinking about these things. These are two examples. If not, read other ones. But whatever it is, and, and my thought on this is get into learning a bit about it. The more you learn about it, you're going to be able to put to some something together that's going to make you better. Yeah, so I, I will also, and we're just continue to make a pitch for what we're going to talk about in the podcast. Sure, yeah. Um, I'll also say that, you know, the, the idea that you're always getting better, and I see this all over the place, you know, that you're you're always getting better at doing embroidery. You're always get it, getting better at printing T-shirts. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, spent years getting better at uh, doing vinyl or sublimation or creating graphic design. And it's a skill that you build up and it makes you a better, a better artist or a better practitioner. You should be applying that same kind of passion and effort into running your business because we've said it a bunch. You can be the most amazing designer and give away free t-shirts, um, but no one will ever hear about you and you'll never be successful if you don't know how to run a business. Yeah. Right. So running your business and running your finances are equally as important as running your equipment. Yeah. And and we're I like you like to yes. pitch old podcasts. I love I like to pitch old podcasts. OK, too. that's but this cool. philosophy that we're talking about right here works for everything. Yeah. So, um, you know, no, you know, understand marketing, understand sales, understand, you know, what are your strengths? You know, we've yeah. talked about strengths and weaknesses and, um, you know, what should you do and what you should hire people to do and things right. like that. So I think that, that, you know, go back and listen to other podcasts that this is your first one because this one's yeah. talking about one area of your business that's very important, but there's a lot. Yeah, there is. And, and you know, honestly, we're preaching to the choir. Because yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, you're already thinking about the business side of your business. Yeah. You know, and not just how to use CorelDRAW better. Exactly. You know? And so you, if you listen to this podcast and you read these books or others, you, you're going to be a step ahead of all the folks who don't and then who complain about it yeah. and never get anywhere and give up. Yeah, that's true. I, I, will, I will call issue for one thing that you said when you first opened up. Sure. And that's you. And that's you said boring money stuff. I don't even yeah. understand that question. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. Um, we're talking to um, humans here. <laughs> I, um, I don't think there's any boring and, money stuff. Anytime <laughs> you want to talk about money, I'm in. And uh, and the reason why there is 
I'll tell you why this is true. Mm -hmm. I'm going to prove it to you right now. Okay. Because if that wasn't true, um, we wouldn't need to have this podcast conversation. Uh, And and see, I think that if people were were better at it, then they would love to have this conversation. Then they would love it. Then they would love it, and that's and that's I think that's that yeah. is actually the marrying of the two things is that when you understand it and you think about it in a certain way, it's not boring and it's not just number crunching. Yeah. It becomes um it becomes a lot of things. Yeah. It becomes fun. It becomes rewarding. It becomes exciting. Um, it becomes a game. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, that's how, my philosophy. Yeah, and and it's a game. You know, and how how awesome really this is it is how awesome would it be. If you work so much right now yeah. and you're just trying to get to a new place, you don't even, you might not even know what that place is. Right. You want to get to a new place. And now you switch your philosophy around and you switch yeah. how you're moving your money and how you're handling your money. And all of a sudden you're actually planning for a vacation yeah. that's going to happen in in this fall. <laughs> yeah. Like, And you're yeah. actually, and you're like, wow, with all of this, like this is like, really going to happen yeah um and, and then and then and then it's going to happen again and again of all different things it's not just going to be vacations yeah. it's going to be anything so so this conversation is for you and this podcast is for you if you are you're one of those people who who works really hard at their job mm-hmm. who who works really hard in their business spends a lot of time in their business and either at the end of the month or the end of the year um they go and they they do their tax return or they talk to their their accountant for their business and you didn't make any money there's no money left over at the end of the year you know or maybe like the guy in uh, Michael from um, profit first you sat down with your accountant at the end of a quarter and they said congratulations you made five thousand dollars in profit and you go to the accountant and you say well okay cool let me let me write myself a check for that and it turns out that you may have made gross profit of $5,000, theoretically, but you can't find that anywhere, right? That's been taken up by your life and your expenses and things like that. So on the business side of what we're talking about, the goal of any business, in the end, to be a successful business is profit. And profit is the money that's left over after everything. Now, I'm not talking about the money that you have at the end of every month Uh, in your business in the bank so you actually get to write yourself a check for a paycheck that's after you pay yourself first you know after you do that after you pay all of your expenses after you set aside money for taxes after you set aside money for um, for everything else you know or before you do that actually uh, the money that's left over the money that you have in the bank is your profit and 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 I guess on the personal side to tie it up the really the goal of your personal finances from a very high level is that you're not stressing about money and your money the money that you bring in is doing the things that you want right when and 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 that you have plans or the ability to do other things that you profit first and I'm going to do a poor job explaining this um, but I'm going to give you the general the general idea of what the book talks about. And if you think about the way most entrepreneurs do business, is what they'll do is they'll put all their money in one account, they get a check in, they look at their bank balance every day, they figure out what bills they have to pay. 
Okay, and if they have, if you get in a check for $5,000 for a decent sized order, then what you're going to do is you, you put that money in the bank, you finish the order, you look at the bills that you have to pay, and you write everybody checks until you don't have any money left. Does that make sense at all, Mark? Almeo don't look at their account every day, their business account every day. And they're not really writing checks, they're just using whatever card they have with a number on it yeah. that's got some money to pay for this bill. Right. So what you're doing, so it's like you're dancing, yeah. you know, and uh, some folks are dancing a lot to the point where they're, you know, they're like, use this card for this hundred dollars, use this card for, you know, use this one, this one for the shirts, I'll use this one for the ink, I'll use this one to pay the electric bill because it gets turned off in three days. Yeah. Um, I'll use this one to pay half of my cell phone bill because they said if I pay half, I get paid the other half in two weeks. Yeah. So there's that dance. That's really stressful. That's like the high level stress. And there's one you talked about where it's like, this is where I pay bills. Here's my checking out. Pay all of them. All right. I got some money left over. Um, then it, I think sometimes it gets so less complicated than that because then they pay all their, they pay their business bills. Yeah. But then like they pay their car payment with their business card. Right. You know, and I, I write off my car because I use yeah. it, you know, and, 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 you know, as everyone feels very fancy about writing off your car as if it makes you rich now, you know, right. um, but, but all these things like you're just kind of paying all you're paying bills and money is coming. And then, and then sometimes you have to do something that's fairly important. Yeah. And that's not there. Right. You know, and, and I think like, like that's where it comes in is it's not, it's not one type of person doing one thing. It's just everyone takes their own method of doing it, which are mostly all wrong. Right. Because mentally what most entrepreneurs do is they'll take whatever they made last month or their best recent month that they can remember and they will fantasize that that's what they're going to do every month. In, in the You Need a Budget, he talks about like there's no normal month. And right. that's what you're saying. Yeah, it, is it also is that there's not nor there's not necessarily normal months, which is important on why this philosophy, um, this profit first philosophy, works is because it it I think from what yeah. you, you described it, it accounts for the fact that every month is different. Yeah, because absolutely. why? I mean, tell us some of the premise of what what it, what is the method or a brief version of the method, and then people can read the book. Yeah. Want. So we've already talked about the first premise of the book is that a business should generate profit, kind of semi-define what profit is. Well, what Michalowicz's approach to the rest of business kind of matches up with, with food a little bit. You know, it's the idea of if you see all of this money in a single bank account, then you're going to spend it. You know, if you were growing up uh, around the time that I did, if you were served a plate of food, you definitely ate everything on it. And in the, in the 50s, there was a movement in dieting that encouraged people to just buy smaller plates because they recognized the fact that you're going to eat everything on your plate anyway, or as much as you possibly can. So if the plate is smaller, then you won't eat as much. And the profit first method is to divide up, to divide up your money into different small plates, into different bank accounts, so you won't see all that food or all that money at the same time, and you'll be able to allocate your diet or your financial diet properly. So the basics are that you'll set up these five different accounts. One is your main account that is for all of your income. Every check that comes in gets deposited there. And then the other accounts are kind of distribution accounts in the same bank. You'll have an account that's called profit, an account that's called taxes, 
an account for owner compensation, and an account for operating expenses. And as money comes into that main account, as people write you a check into that main account, as you take revenues into your business, you immediately allocate um, some of that money to your profit section first. Okay. Okay, so that is now untouchable. You can't do anything with that profit. You immediately take some of that money and you put it in a, an account that's labeled for taxes. Okay. So there's no surprises at the end of the quarter when it's time for taxes. And this is kind of the philosophy that he puts out there to, um, to run your business is at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, at the end of your business life, you know, the, the idea isn't to maintain a certain lifestyle because then you just have a really a job that you enjoy. The other side of that theory is whatever's left is that your extent, the expenses that you normally spend are going to be variable. Like he said, he's never been in front of a business that could not reduce their expenses by 10%. And I'm sure, you know, if you looked at that after you do the YNAB um, system, if you looked at what your expenses were and you wanted to knock 10% off, you could probably get rid of Netflix. You know, if that's, if as you move around your priorities. So it's the same with this. You can look at your expenses over the past year or the last quarter and you look for the software subscriptions that you don't actually need. Um, you look for um, things, you know, maybe uh, maybe you're going to paint the interior of the, of the space that you're in that you don't actually need. Um, whatever those expenses are, you can reduce them by 10% and use that percentage going forward to put in your profit account, put in your tax account, to put everything in the right place. Yeah, and, and I think I would be willing to bet that... Um, that if you started to separate your finances that way, so we said it was, it was profit, you, your own personal pay, right? Yep. Owner expenses. Uh, owner expenses. Or owner compensation. Owner, owner compensation, so your paycheck. Yep. Um, taxes. Yep. And business expenses. Yes. So I would be willing to bet before you had to even go too deep into dissecting how you have to reduce everything. I bet yeah. just the act of the separation yeah. causes a degree of scarcity in the money in those accounts. Yes. And and as you so and this is how this is the the idea that came to my head, right? I put them all in here and now it's expenses time. And I'm paying my bills. And what might normally happen, this is what might normally happen. You get uh, the cell phone bill. Yep. And it comes in and you go to pay it. And as you're checking out, um, the job of every single company is to get you to spend more money with them, right? Yeah. Um, so um, you're with Verizon or AT&T and they say, hey, upgrade time. Right. You know, um, if you get this new phone and we also have this new unlimited plan and you get close to the threshold for only $9.99 more a month, you can get this and this and this, and we'll send you a free phone case. And you're like, yeah. cool. Yeah. So you, you hit go right. because you're paying it out of one giant account. And you're like, I, I have I got six, I have six grand. What's 10 bucks. Right. However, when you're looking at it, when you get into your, when you have it in an expense account and you're like, well, I don't have six grand. I got $780. Yeah. Or now $10 is, well, all right, I got this, this, I'm all right, I, right. I probably don't want to add it by 10 bucks. I'll think about that one. Yeah. You skip it. So just the act of separation kind of can cause a degree of scarcity Yeah. because you put those expenses aside to pay for everything. And if you have to dip into your profit 
Yeah. Or your personal pay. Now you're going to say, do I want to pay myself $10 less and, or do I want this upgrade? And here's the added part of that and why I like this kind of uh, multiple account strategy. As opposed to just putting everything in one account and renaming it or reallocating it, is that you have to go and transfer money from one account to another to spend it. It's not like if you're, you know, if you're in the grocery store. And imagine you're in the grocery store and checking account. You've got all the food that you have to have. You've got the debit card in your hand, and there's like an Us Weekly magazine and a Snickers bar. Well, imagine if you had to call your bank and transfer money over onto your debit card, especially for the Snickers bar and the Us Weekly. Nine times out of ten, you're just not going to do that. Yeah. That's an expense that you'll learn not to make. Yeah, and and so that's where that's where there is this philosophy that if you just start doing this, and I don't know, this author probably doesn't talk about this, but this is something that is a philosophy that works around everything. Once you start doing something, paying yeah. attention to it, you automatically win a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So once you start to say, I'm just going to start watching what I eat, I'm not really going to not really going to change my diet. I'll, I'm not going to go on a diet, but I'm going to watch yeah. what I eat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, you get one scoop instead of two scoops of ice cream. You decide, yeah. I'll get the salad instead. And, and you make these little tiny decisions that you're not like, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm going fat-free. I'm going sugar-free. Right. No, you just say, uh, I, don't, I don't mind the coffee black. Oh, that yeah. Black. You know, so so that's what you're getting into yeah. here. So you're so, going to save te- you're going to save some money already, I think. So that's kind of kind of interesting because um, one of the things that as you get into the the book and the profit first method, um, there's actually ends up being two other accounts um, oh, okay. called profit hold and tax hold. Oh, okay. And you go to a different bank that you're doing business in with and you're looking for the least convenient financial institution that you can find to put this money into. Because this is stuff that's made it in through into your regular profit account. And then you're taking some of that out and putting into the profit hold. And you're doing the same with taxes, putting into the tax hold. So you cannot touch that money or it's physically difficult to do that. And like what you said is, what you just said is great because you can, you know, you, you start making those little decisions. But this putting it into a hard to use bank is like, I don't know if I've talked about this in other podcasts, but I'm a vegetarian, right? So I'm a vegetarian, not because of any, um, moral or religious outlook it's because i for uh for years i could not pass a one dollar a one dollar uh big mac so i would i had an outside sales job i would drive around i would be the slightest bit hungry big macs are a dollar so i'd eat two or three a day mm-hmm. and i found myself incapable of just going in and so i'm just going to get the skinless and boneless chicken yeah. chicken breast so i went vegetarian which is like having that extra account. Yeah. I no yeah. longer had access to that food. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't in my head at all. I drew a line in the sand and said, and said that, and it's been great ever since, you know, like setting up these extra two accounts, you're making a commitment when you do profit first to, and it's a gradual process to actually make sure guarantee that there's profit in your business. That's great because then it, what I, the way I see it, then it becomes both things at the same time. It becomes you because that's what I'm 
two things happen with you, yeah. right? Is that you, you, for one, you, you drew a line, which is like, I'm, I'm going to put this money in this bank across town that's yeah. hard to get to. And I no debit get card. Yeah. You yeah. can't transfer. It's a savings account where I have to like walk in and get it type yeah. of thing. So, so you did that with the meat. You mm-hmm. said I'm just cutting that out. But then in addition yeah. to that, um, every time, every time you and I go to lunch, yeah. There, there is a consideration of where we're going to eat. So you automatically, Absolutely. there's an automatic that now you're thinking about it. So, so two things are happening. You're thinking about it, which is going to help you to always just get a little bit yeah. better. And then, and also you create, you create a barrier. Yeah. So it's do so, so it's great that it does both of those things. You know, it's funny while we're talking about it too. We also did that um, financially. So my wife and I, when we first started doing serious savings, we, uh, we, we put our money in a Vanguard money market fund. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's, it, it was just, it, was, it used to be stupid difficult to get money out. Yeah. You couldn't write a check for less than $500. Okay. You just couldn't do it. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be accepted. Both of us had to sign it. Yeah. You couldn't get money out of the Vanguard account into your bank account back then. Unless you wrote a check for more than $500, you fill out a deposit slip and you drive down to the bank and put it in. And then it would take about 10 days to get in there. Yeah. So all of it was really hard to do, which caused us to literally never touch that. Yeah. And what you, you would have to really, really like you, you have to really want what you're doing. Yeah. So same yeah. thing. Once you're, once you're past this idea in your business and this, there's a lot of things that are predicated on you doing profit first. First of all, you have to, you know, you, you, you've got to think about your business. You know, if you, you're, you're not selling shirts for a 2% profit, right? You're making sure that you're making enough money to pay yourself a, an hourly wage or a salary. You know, your business has to be or be on the way to being a profitable business. And you have to look at it that way. Not that you go to, uh, to work every day to make t-shirts. Or not that you come home after work and do embroidery. You're running your business. And that focus will cause you to be in a position where I can go and I can put, okay, 1% this month is going out to just profit. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to have to pay taxes. 2% is going to go out to just taxes. You know, 3% is going to go out to this. And the rest is in operating expenses. And if I don't have what I need in operating expenses on a monthly basis, then it's just a royal pain to get that money back out of your profit accounts. Yeah, and and you you talked about something a couple times in here, and I and I know we've talked about it before, but about paying yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's so so uh, so many people don't do that that own a business. Yeah, um, but oftentimes there's first of all there's an exception to every single rule. Yeah. So don't 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 always look at what your friend did or what your cousin. Yeah. or something like that and say and, and and assume that 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 they're an exception if they don't and they're doing very well you know a lot of a lot and and i've read this and i'm sure and you can correct me if, if you think i'm wrong but that a a lot of businesses that do end up having failure are ones that do not take into account paying the the owner of the business money that they need especially the money they need yeah. You know, um, that, that is, that is one of the things that can cause failure. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, you know, um, what's the rule of thumb for embroiders? A lot of embroiders price their job so they can make 50 bucks an hour. 
Yeah. Okay. But that's not what that's not what is happening. They're not making fifty bucks an hour. They're taking fifty dollars an hour in in revenues, right? So they're they're going to take fifty dollars an hour in in revenues, or they're taking fifty dollars in that they're not paying for t-shirts and they're not paying for embroidery thread. They're really not allowing for um, how much how much would it hire to how much would it be to hire somebody to do that for them? Yeah. Right. And in the kind of salary that they would make doing those jobs. Yeah. So so another thing about paying yourself um, for your work and, and there's a lot of philosophies in how you pay yourself. Um, do you pay yourself a salary? Do you pay yourself uh, an hourly wage? Do you pay yourself a commission on every job you sell? Right. You know, um, but you should pay yourself. And, uh, and and I guess according to this author, you should actually physically do it in a separate bank account. Yeah, absolutely. You have an, you know? own, you have an owner compensation. Yeah, and uh, so part of the philosophy of that, I think in the long run, turns into if you have a business that's profitable, meaning you're putting money into an account that is for profit, yep. and you're putting money into an account that pays you, Yep. Uh, and what do you think? I mean, couldn't you one day decide that you wanted to venture out from this business and you could take that salary pay and pay somebody else? Yeah, that's the that's the idea is, you know, you figure out those were two good examples. Okay. So if you are an owner operator and you spend all of your time and you spend eight hours a day um, making tur making T-shirts with your yep. digital heat effects, right? So... What is that job worth on an hourly basis? You know, is it a $15 an hour job? Is it a $25 an hour job? So that's the money that you have to kind of allocate for that position. Yeah. If you are spending most of your time as a salesperson, so let's say you have somebody making the shirts, but you're actually out pounding the pavement, what would you pay a salesperson? You know, and, and that should be your salary. And then eventually, once you get the owner's compensation up to the point where you're pay more and more employees and you have profit in the bank, now you're going and you're becoming the president of the company. And maybe you're working for eight hours a week instead of 60 hours a week, but you're paying yourself like you're the president of the company. Yeah. And, and which is great. And, and you're still collecting a paycheck, yep. you know, from that company. Uh, so, and it's all personal goals, you know, and what you want to do. But uh, this method allows you to actually achieve them in a way that, uh, in a way that's like a tangible way of doing it. Yeah. It, so you, when you when you get to go and you and if you have somebody that helps you um, pay your taxes and that helps to make sure you're doing things like that. Yeah. You know, um, you you have a method and, and an answer to these things. What what I'm going to encourage you to do is there there's an instant instant assessment um, in the book. There's something that you can print out. And you actually fill it out with formulas according to um, to the profit first method, and you do this analysis that probably takes about thirty minutes on your existing business. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business or if you're just starting, and you can get an idea of how good or how bad your business does. I mean, he gives examples of people in the book that have been working. One lady had been uh, working what she thought was a pretty successful business for like eleven or twelve years, and you know. That's the way she approached him. And in the end, she confessed that she really, she'd been doing nothing but working and pouring money back into the business for growth. But, you know, she was near bankrupt.
So, you know, when you see business owners or you see your neighbors naturally in personal finance, driving around in BMWs and big houses, you know, that doesn't mean that they have any money. That just means that they probably have debt. So, you know, you need to, to, to know your numbers properly enough. Um, and I think that instant assessment is a great place to start. So you can figure out how can you get from, I don't know how much money I'm making. I can most of the time pay my bills at the end of the month. Um, but at the end of the year, I don't have any money in the bank to show for it. Yeah. And, and there's another, uh, there's something we mentioned about earlier that we didn't talk about here on the podcast, but um, some folks look around and they and, and they're in this little bit of a trap where like, I'm doing good. Like I, I got a, I got a few company credit cards. I never carry a balance on any of them. Um, I, I get to go out and do nice things. You know, I do have some cash. Um, I've always got cash in my pocket. You know, and 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 you're and you're dancing around, moving a lot of money in a lot of different places, and it yeah. feels very good. Right. But sometimes what you could be doing is um, is that is you know you're using credit cards as a way to finance yourself ahead of time so you don't have the money right you know you you that's you next know, month's money yeah it's next month now you know and expect you will have the money next month right right so you know that you're going to sell you've got jobs coming up you've got income coming in yeah i can take this credit card and swipe it and spend three thousand dollars on something the check will be here in three weeks or four thousand i paid my credit card and i still got a thousand dollars i'm doing good you know and uh Yes, you're doing better than, say, somebody who's not paying their bills, yeah. for sure, right? Um, however, you are, you're setting yourself up for a possible failed situation. And that's when you hear about a small business owner that everything was going great. And then, and then you know, it's a house of cards that you're building that's yeah. beautiful and big and tall and beautiful and really nice. But you pull out, you know, one piece and hopefully the piece is in a spot where it doesn't crumble the whole thing. Right. But you got to rebuild that. But if it's in a certain spot, you can crumble it all down. So then what happens is, you know, you charge a big thing for $5,000, big customer. You buy $5,000 worth of shirts and supplies and, and all this stuff. And uh, and you do that. Right after that, another big customer. I am, I'm, I'm killing it. Yeah, yeah. I got three big customers in a row. Two of them don't pay. They disappear. Right. You didn't take a deposit. You know, whatever it is. Now, now you owe ten grand. Yeah. Well, well I don't have that. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, so so that's like a trap you can be into. And I think that is that the assessment. Yeah. Probably, I assume it would diagnose something like you probably know now listening to this. How you how well you think you will assess? Most people will say, yeah. "Oh, I find when I take this thing, I am not going to look good." Right? Okay. Yeah. You know it. It's okay. Right. Admit it. You know. Um. That's just, and I. You know. I'm. I'm. If you're out of shape and you want to lose weight, you admit it. If you drink too much and you want to stop drinking, you admit it. Yeah. You know. If you smoke and you don't want to smoke, you admit it. Right. I mean, that's what they. With the the first the first thing is just admitting that there's a problem. Did my, wife, okay. did, did my wife put you up to saying that? Yeah, wait a minute. I'm, gonna avo I'm avoiding the scale for a very specific oh reason. I don't want to know. I don't want to take the assessment. Yeah. And on the scale. Well, I, I, and everyone, and everyone hates it. 
You know, I mean, nobody, you don't want to do that. You don't want to see that you're bad. Um, so now I think we've decided you're going to pay yourself. Yes. Right. And not only are you going to pay yourself, but you're going to set aside money for actual profit that you can point to and hold in your hands eventually. Okay, good. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, this has been Mark Stevenson from Custom Apparel Startups in Coldesi. And uh, Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. Have a good business. Don't forget that this is a two-part series, so make sure you listen to the next podcast in line to get more information about personal finances and the YNAB software and app.